Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 72. Do you like the things you're eating, drinking, and buying? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Changeable and happy holidays. It's officially happy holidays time. I think it's safe to say. So given that we're going into the holidays um, and I've just recorded this holiday product that I'm going to tell you more about at the end of this episode, um, it's very much on my mind, all the overing, I'm calling it, all the overing that happens, overeating, overdrinking, overspending, um, over worrying, over stressing, over bleh, lots of overing this time of year. Um, so I want to use that as uh, as a way to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about here for a while, which is our preferences. These things that we say we like or dislike. It's such a funny thing. It's a it's a weird question, but. How do you know that you like the things you say you like and that you dislike the things you say you dislike? Like, how do we know? I mean, on some level, we, we're just kind of moved toward them. We don't really think about it. We just find ourselves approaching things and avoiding things. And, and then our mind says, oh, I like this or I don't like this, which is just interesting in and of itself that it works that way. So it's almost like we're we're kind of lived in a sense. And then our mind concludes like milliseconds later that we must like this thing or we must dislike this thing. But if we dissect that a little bit, just to look at it, just to be curious about it, I think it's so fascinating and it it really um, has the potential to free us from a lot of stuff that, that we get confused about, that we wake up and say, wait a minute, I thought I liked this, but why did I over it so much? Like I, I thought I liked wine. I think I like wine, but why did I have to drink a bottle of it? You know, or I, I really thought I, like I had fun doing all that shopping, but now why did I go overboard? You know, when we take a little peek behind the curtain and we see what preferences really are, and we see what all this liking and disliking and stuff, kind of how it works a little bit. We get to enjoy it. We get to be human, but we we get to hopefully do so uh, with a little less ease and a little less confusion and regret afterward. So, um, part of part of kind of what we're talking about here, I talked about in episode thirty nine, which was, do you even think that? Now that episode is one of a handful of episodes. Um, here on Changeable that people talk to me about all the time. So if you haven't listened to it, listen. If you did back when it was 39 and brand new, we're on 72. So it's been a while. So maybe listen again. But in that episode, I basically talked about, um, I I used the example of a, a woman with a couple women with eating disorders that I was working with at, a, at one time um, where I could just see so clearly in them that they were talking about and getting emotional about and getting attached to things that their mind told them on repeat, thinking that those were their thoughts and their preferences and their priorities and like the things that they cared about in life. So for them, it was 
things around food and weight and judgment and measurement and all of that stuff. And I I just absolutely knew, absolute, no question in my mind knew, I could see it, that when they went down those paths, that was their mind just going down a habitual path. And then them, whoever them is, <laughs> but the bigger them on, or, or more thinking on some level saying, oh, I'm, I, this must be important to me. I must feel this way. All I think about is weighing and measuring and judging and evaluating. Therefore, this is something I care a lot about. And I could see so clearly for them, no, 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 it doesn't, that's not what's going on here. Your mind is just talking about those things 24-7. And then you are thinking that those are your thoughts and your priorities and things that you care about, but they aren't. That's the piece where there's a space between our mind and us. And they couldn't see that. So they obviously logically concluded that they care about these things. I could see that space for them. And I knew that they didn't care about those things at all. They were just confusing their thinking with them. So in a similar vein, that's, that's I think, what happens to all of us all the time in various ways, but especially what tends to happen around holidays. So around holidays when so much of our our consumption, we'll just keep it at that. It could be anything, but so much of what we eat, drink, and buy is um, is routine, is habitual, is due to tradition, which is routine and habitual, which has nothing to do really with um, how we feel in a given moment, you know? So it's not like true and fresh and, and I'm not saying it's bad at all. We're just looking at this. It's not true and fresh and like responsive to this moment, it's what you do when you get together with your family for Christmas, or it's just what you eat on Thanksgiving or what you drink on New Year's Eve. You see the difference? And there's gigantic difference. It's not, it's not coming from a deeper present in this moment, fresh place. It's coming from conditioning, and now that doesn't mean we don't enjoy it. And I, and it definitely doesn't mean don't do it. I love tradition. And, and so I'm not at all being like a buzzkill about this stuff. I just think it's so fascinating to be able to kind of look at it and see, huh, just question even, not even see, because it's not that we're going to come up with a, a firm conclusion or that we need to, but to kind of question like, wow, how much of what I'm eating and drinking and buying am I, it feels right to me. Like how much of it is, if I really slow it down and really take a look, is this feel like something that makes sense to me, that my common sense is saying yes to, that, that does feel like a go versus is it something that because I'm in holiday mode or because I'm around all these people and this is just what you do or whatever that might be, that I'm just consuming blindly. And and in so many cases, I mean, again, the holidays are not just to, just to take a look at like, wow, do I even like this? Is this stuff that I'm eating, drinking, buying, what's it do for me? Because, you know, in Everything we talk about here on Changeable, it doesn't really do anything for you. It can't make you feel any way. So there's that. 
<laughs> so that's worth looking at because when we go into anything with all kinds of ideas about, oh, I need this in order to be relaxed or I need this in order to enjoy myself or I need this in order to fit in with everyone else, well, you know, we're just already kind of limiting ourselves. If we can see, no, none of that does anything for me. I don't need a thing to relax, have a nice holiday, fit in, belong, any of that. That All of those things come from within me and they can't be touched or threatened. They're, they're just there. And independently, there's a lot of stuff on offer. There's stuff everywhere that I can consume if I want to. Well, that's a very different story. I hope you can kind of feel the difference in that. I don't need it, but I might take it. I might consume it and that's perfectly fine. But knowing that you don't need it already changes the game. So let's look at a few of these um, one by one just to kind of make it a little bit more concrete. And the easiest one and my favorite just because it's so simple and like it's so clear to talk about is drinking. So there's some really great, um, really interesting work by people like Jason Vale and Annie Grace that talk about how alcohol, um, our our preference for alcohol, our liking of it, what we think it does for us, even when we just say, oh, I just like the taste of it, all of that, their, their work has really explored how that has to be conditioning in many ways. Like the Those are preferences that in some ways, at least initially, at least initially, were given to us by companies, by advertising, by media, you know, by society. The whole image of, oh, this tastes good, you like it, and it helps you relax, it helps you be more social, it helps you fill in the blank, right? It supposedly does all this stuff for you. But when you really look at it, I mean, have you ever in the history of the universe, seen a person take their very first drink of alcohol in their life and enjoy it? I haven't. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if this isn't like a scientific fact or anything, but I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. I think you see little kids sneak a sip of their parents' drink or teenagers, you know, take a drink and it's horrible. It's disgusting. It's like smoking, right? Like no one takes their first hit of a cigarette and enjoys it, like legitimately enjoys it. They might like it because they look cool or because now they feel like they're fitting in with someone, but this stuff's not good stuff. (laughs) And we even say it's an acquired taste. Yes. You have to numb your mind and get your mind to like, like get your mind to kind of convince you that you like it in order to acquire the taste for it. Now we do, right? It's okay. Like it's just, it's just how it goes. But I think it's, I love how they point this out, you know, and they really are so great at, at busting some of these illusions and myths where it really looks like, you know, we get so convinced that, oh, when I take this drink, I do relax. When I take this drink, I do have more fun. I am more social or whatever, you know, whatever it does for you, whatever your mind tells you it does for you. But to look behind the curtain of that, that again, when you took your very first drink ever in your life, whenever that was, were you instantly relaxed? No. Were you instantly more social? Probably not. 
And if you were, it was a placebo effect. It was you acting out and, and experiencing, again, what advertising and media and your friends and everyone else told you it would be like. Because that substance, alcohol, doesn't actually do that for us. It does over time. We experience the alcohol, the substance doesn't ever do that for us, really. But we experience all that stuff sometimes over time. So you might experience feeling more relaxed and all that. But just because you expect to, you know, so isn't that kind of cool to know, you know, that, wow, like, again, this is just sort of a an easy example to look at. Like, yeah, I don't genuinely, before all my thinking came in and told me that I had now acquired that I was mature enough to like the taste of alcohol, before that, I didn't like the taste of this stuff. It doesn't actually do anything for me outside of all the conditioning and the way that, you know, those companies have kind of brainwashed us to to expect that it does something for us. So it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to get back to before all that conditioning. When you see it, it's just like anything, right? When you see, oh, this is an illusion. This is my mind telling me that this is how I feel or this is what I like. But what if it isn't like that? And again, I, I'm not here to like take your anything that feels like joy away from you. So I'm not at all saying drink or don't drink. You do whatever you want to do. But you can drink if that's what you choose to do in a very different way the more you see that it doesn't give you superpowers and that and to just be curious about how much you really do like it because as soon as it looks like oh i really like it i really as soon as it looks like i really need it well we're not free anymore we're not free anymore at that point and and that's too bad. You know, you can enjoy what you enjoy in life in in a free way or in a less free way. So um, similarly with food, I think it's um, it's very much the same where we get these ideas that certain foods, certain quantities of food, certain types of food do something for us. And especially this time of year. You know, it's like there's so much tradition and ritual. And again, like that's wonderful, wonderful. But you can even go through the tradition and ritual and all that, kind of knowing the other side of it. And that's all we're talking about. So when your whole family sits down to drink eggnog or whatever they drink or eat the the Christmas cookies, you know, you don't have to stand up and say, we've been brainwashed into believing that this does something for it. No, just have the cookie. <laughs> have the cookie and enjoy it if you enjoy it. But do so if you want, knowing that, huh, this is interesting. I wonder, I wonder, like, like you, you can almost be in a place where you taste the cookie for real. You know, where you say, huh, do I even like this? Or am I doing it because it's Christmas? Am I doing it because everyone else is? Am I doing it because my mind tells me this makes it the holidays? And to just be curious about that. Again, just do whatever you do. It really doesn't matter what choice you make. So, you know, again, either way, just I'd say just have the cookie. Why not? But but it's so fascinating and it goes way beyond, you know, whether you have a cookie or not to just kind of get curious about what we really enjoy, like, 
what our preferences are and what we think we're getting from this stuff, given that what we know in a much deeper way is that we aren't actually getting anything from that stuff. We're taking in substances where thought is moving through us and then our mind is telling a story about what we like and what it all means. And that's true every day of the year. So similar with with buying stuff, that's another big over that I've been talking about a lot lately. Buying all that stuff. And, you know, it's just like eating and drinking in a lot of ways where it can totally look like it's necessary. It's part of the holidays. We have to do it. Like it's the things we buy are going to make us happier. They're going to make our holidays better in some way. They're going to make other people happier. And what if it, they just don't? What if you're free? You're totally free to buy whatever the heck you want to buy. But you're free because you know that nothing's really coming from that. Really. You know, nothing's really coming from that. You are able to have any kind of holiday season you you have. You can have anything you have. You can have all the peace that you're looking for, all the connection, all the closeness, all the gratitude, all of that, all the frustration, all the, I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait till I can go home and see these people next year. You have whatever experience you get to have and none of it is going to come from what you eat, drink, or buy. Like, what if that's true? That's kind of fascinating. I mean, that's that's freeing and it's huge to see. And it doesn't take a thing away from you. It allows you to choose anything you want to choose because you don't need any of it. It's subtractive, not additive. You know, adding takes us away from what we're looking for ultimately. Subtracting gets us closer. So if you want to hear more on overing this holiday season or more specifically, if you want to hear how to not over this holiday season, overeat, overdrink, overbuy, overspend, um, again, overworrying, overstressing, all of that, and you want to hear how the holidays aren't really even a thing, think about that one for a minute. What are the holidays? I mean, that's a thought, right? There's no such thing as the holidays. There's just you in a moment. Um, if you want to hear more about any of those things, I've created a really great holiday product that I think you'll love. So stay tuned uh, at the very end here. There'll be a little promo and there's a code for you as a changeable listener uh, where you can save some money on the product if you want. So thank you so much for listening. Happy early holiday season and I'll see you back here next week. Hey, you know, it's officially the holiday season, right? Do you want a different experience of the holidays this year? Maybe one that isn't so cluttered with stress, pressure, and feelings of obligation. Or maybe one that's not full of the overs, you know, overeating, overdrinking, overspending. I used to over like crazy this time of year for years. I just woke up in January feeling like I needed to undo everything I'd done in December. And it doesn't have to be that way. It may look like the holiday season is a stressful time of year and that all that overing is just part of life. But what if none of that is actually true? What if the holidays aren't stressful at all? If you're ready for a brand new experience of the holidays this year, I've created something for you. It's a four-part video course that will help you see the holidays in a very different way. 
And for my holiday gift for you, the first of the four videos in the course is absolutely free. If you head over to dramyjohnson.com slash holiday, you'll be able to watch video one completely free. And if you like what you see in video one and you want the other three videos, and I think you will, you can use the promo code changeable20 to bring the price of the full course down from $67 to just $47. So you save 20 bucks just for listening all the way to the very end of changeable. Holidays aren't inherently stressful. I can't wait to see what's possible for you this holiday season.